Hello and welcome back to the Joy's Podcast. My name is Cade. I will be your host and your little voice inside your head that, that just won't quit yapping, man. I'm that guy. It is me. I got some interesting topics to talk about today. Some of them are manifestation, what I think of it at least. Uh, we got some breath work and I want to talk about TikTok. I want I wanted to, to dive deep into TikTok actually because I think there's a lot more that meets the eye to this little app that is so different, I think. Than, than the other social media apps. And I think there's a reason that it's taken the world by storm. And I think it's here to stay for a long time. So let's uh, let's break down manifesting first, man. I wanna, I wanna really delve deep into manifestation. It's something that I have grown super passionate about in the past half year or so. And a few of my friends, especially some of my coworkers have asked me to, you know, just talk about it a little bit. And I've talked to them personally about it, but I've never came on to any kind of social media really and delve deep into it. So manifestation, what is manifestation? Why do people do it? Why is it such a big deal now? Why is everyone doing it? Um, I feel like it's really picked up in the last couple of years and I think there's a big reason for it. And that is that it works. It works. It does. I'm saying it here and now. It is not BS. It's not. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. I'm sure if you've ever talked to anyone about manifesting, I know one of the first things that people have said to me is you got to picture a circumstance where you've never heard of a Mustang. You've never seen a Mustang and someone points them out to you and says, look, these things exist. From now on, for the next couple of weeks, you are only going to see Mustangs. And that is basically the power of manifestation um, and bringing things into your awareness and focusing and choosing to place your focus on certain things that you weren't maybe focusing on directly before. And there's different ways of manifesting. And I think the way you you embark on that quest of manifesting is very, very important. I think there is intentional, active manifestation. And then I think there is the BS cookie cutter manifestation. And I think for it to work, you got to go, you got to go further than journaling. Right? You can't just say, dear diary this, dear diary that. There is an intentional version of all these things, like intentional breath work, intentional yoga, intentional work. You know, Hard work does not always mean good work. And this is very, very true in manifestation, I have found. So when I was first starting becoming a server last summer, in the summer of 2020, um... Oh, the anxiety was so bad. It was so bad. I already had horrible anxiety. You can imagine. I went into my first serving job ever. The biggest restaurant on our beach in South Carolina, Folly Beach. You've probably heard of it. Loggerheads Beach Grill. Huge, huge restaurant. And I went in my very first night, five tables, five table section. Horrible, horrible first like five months basically. And I hated it. I hated every single second of it. And after a while, I got to a point where I was comfortable serving and I asked myself, why do I still hate serving? Because when I'm there, sometimes I'm like, yeah, this isn't so bad. But when I leave and before work, I'm just dreading it. And when I walk out of the restaurant, I'm like, man, screw those people. I hate this job. I'm never doing this again. And then I think the same thing on the way to work. But then when I got there, it was never that bad. And like I said in my last podcast, things are always hyped up in your head and they're never going to live up to your expectations, whether that's negative or positive. And so 
I began to ask myself why I was thinking these things, and I think I went on like a YouTube rabbit hole and found manifesting, and this guy was saying, look, just just write in a notebook before you go into work, just that I'm going to have a good day. You know, I'm excited to go to work today. Um, I'm blessed to be able to have a job. And I was like, what type of like yoga Buddhist BS is this? Like what? This does not work. There's no way. And so one day before work, going into work, dreading my life, and I pulled out my, my phone, and I literally just wrote, I'm going to have a good day today. Um, I'm excited to go to work, and I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that I'm alive. Basically what I wrote. And when I got out of my car, I had this like weird aura about me that, that I'd never experienced before. And... It was amazing. I, I felt like uplifted in a sense. And I went into work and I crushed it. And I loved it. I walked in with a smile on my face, which had never happened in my life. Um, the first smile that happened was when I went to greet my tables, basically. But I walked in literally with a smile on my face. And I didn't know what was happening. And I went, ki killed it, did great. Um, all my interactions with my tables were freaking awesome. You know, like it was amazing. And I left work. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that, that was, that was great. That was fun. I can't wait to come back tomorrow. <laughs> and I pulled up my phone again when I got in my car, when I was leaving. And I wrote, I had a great day at Loggerheads. And that's all I wrote. Put my phone away, went back home, went to sleep. Next day, I brought a journal with me this time because I was like, bro, there is something here. And I did the same thing, but this time I wrote six lines. I wrote... Can't wait to go into work today. Can't wait to greet people. Can't wait to make people's day and give them an experience that they're looking for at Loggerheads on Folly Beach. And dude, <laughs> since that day, that, that was back in like, that must have been like September, maybe August of 2020. Since that day, I think for four months straight, I did that. And I got to a point where I didn't need to write it anymore. I had changed the psychology of my freaking brain I was a happier individual. I am a happier individual. And I am eternally more grateful and appreciative of the fact that I have a job and that I'm able to interact with these people and learn from some of these people and like tell stories and, and hear people's stories. It changed my perspective on what I was doing. You know, you have a choice when you go into work and you can choose to be annoyed at everything and hate your life and hate your boss and hate your coworkers. But you can choose not to think that. And when you do, it's like flipping a switch. Now everything that your coworker does doesn't piss you off because you're not going in with that mentality, right? And now when they come say hi to you, you're like, oh, hey, instead of like, what? You know? And... That is such a, a heavy, heavy pressure and load off your back that you have the power to do. You have the power to do that. And it, for me, it happened instant. Like when I wrote that down, I instantly had a great day. It wasn't a huge, massive difference, but it was enough of a shift in perspective uh, for me that I saw the value in it. And so I built on it. And over the next four months, I had the best four months of my life. I... Loved coming to work. I was coming every day, though. So, like, I needed to change something here. 
I was coming in every day, like f- five to six days a week I was working. And since then I've, I've dropped it down a little bit. Um, but I still come in and I am excited to meet people and to see my coworkers and even see my boss. Like, it, I don't know how it happened, but journaling is not enough is what I'm getting at. You can't just journal, right? You, you got to write intentional things down. So I wrote things like some things I weren't even feeling yet. Like I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I was not excited to be there, but I wrote it. And that's an intentional form of manifesting and journaling that works. And so what I've done in the past few months as I've picked up content creation is I've written down, it started a long time ago, like um, probably same same time, actually, probably the same around, around the same time, because that's when I picked up journaling. I started writing like, I'm a content creator. I am a photographer. I am a videographer. I'm a professional photographer. I'm a professional filmmaker. And over time, that sentence changed, and I have a list still. And every few days, I'll I'll see it and I'll write it. And I'll, it's some it's changed. It's evolved quite a bit. It it started as like I want to actually, you know what? I have it right here. Okay, so it's in another journal, the one I started in the beginning. But on November third, I wrote. If you can see this. Says I'm a professional photographer and videographer. November third, twenty twenty. I was not. I was in fact not a professional photographer. I'd never been paid. I was not even close to being paid. I was not good enough, and I did not deserve to be paid. So I kept writing that down every, probably twice a week. I was writing this down, and I was coming back to it. So it was starting to like ingrain itself a little bit in my head. I started to identify as a photographer and videographer. And on December third, I remember this moment because I wrote. I am literally a professional photographer. And that is because I was booked for my first photo shoot and I got paid. And that was exactly one month. November 3rd, December 3rd. One month from when I wrote that, I achieved that goal. And I'm not saying it's directly related, but it's one of those things where I was focused on that. And that was in my, that was in my like, I wanted that, and that was my top priority. It was one of my top priorities. And to see that over and over again, December 6th, I am a effing professional photographer. I was hyped. And um, what is it? December uh, December 29th, I wrote, I am a filmmaker. I am a photographer. So it changed a little bit. Um, I no longer wanted to be a professional photographer in video. I didn't really want to get paid filming other people's stuff. I didn't care about their stuff. I didn't. So December 30th comes around and I wrote, I am a creator. That's when everything changed because January hit and I just took off full steam ahead YouTube. January 7th, I wrote, I am a YouTuber. I inspire and I create. January 9th, I am an effing YouTuber. January 10th, I am a YouTuber. January 14th, I am a YouTuber. I'm already living my childhood dream. And YouTube has always been something I've wanted to do. And me writing those things down kind of reminds me that me doing YouTube and me doing podcasts and whatever I'm doing, this is not something that I am working toward in the sense of like there is an end goal. There is no end goal. There's no number that I hit where I 
get a million. And I'm like, did it. I'm doing it right now. I'm living my dream. I am filming a podcast at this very moment that you're hearing this. I am filming it for me. It's happening. I'm living my dream. I'm filming podcasts. I have two cameras up. Like this is cool. And this is what I live for. This is my passion. And I'm doing it every day. And when I don't do it, when I don't create, when I don't edit, when I'm not filming or producing, I feel a huge empty feeling. And that kind of sucks because I wish sometimes I could just chill. But I also know that that is not me. I just can't chill. It's so hard for me to just chill and not be at least in some way productive. I like to be watching videos that can help me or ways that can teach me new styles or techniques. That's just the type of content I consume and it helps me. And I don't do well watching random Netflix shows because this purely for entertainment. I'm not learning anything from them. And when I watch shows like Black Mirror, I'm able to take things from those shows and apply them a little bit and maybe think about it. And like those are the shows that interest me. Inception, Interstellar, things that trigger your mind a little bit and get you to think. That's the stuff I'm into. And for me, I am obsessed. I get obsessed over things. I did Ultraman in, in the last in the last podcast I talked about. I'm Ultraman, soccer, fitness, and now it's content. And the first three I crushed. I crushed all three of them. Ultraman, I was the king of action figures. Like I had them all. I did everything with them. Soccer, I became one of the best in the state. Went to college, played soccer. Fitness, I became a fitness influencer, which is what I wanted to do. I got I got some followers on Instagram. Um, I achieved my dream. I really achieved my dream body. And in the end, when I realized looking back, I had hit, I had hit the top. I was in peak condition. I'll put a picture up right now. I was in ridiculous shape, but it wasn't enough. I remember being that in that good shape and I did not feel like I looked, I looked phenomenal. All right. I'm just going to say I looked phenomenal. I would kill to look like that again. It took a lot of work to look like that. I had to really wash my food. I was in an, in the gym two and a half hours every single day. All I watched was YouTube fitness, learning new exercises. I was doing cardio all the time. Like it was, it was ridiculous. And everyone knew I was the fitness guy. If you had a question, you came to me. I was at college Charleston. I was the dude for fitness. Same with West Ashley. I was the only guy at West Ashley in my high school who was like working out pretty much. So I was the fitness guy for a while, for like six, seven years. And I conquered that world. In my head, I conquered it. I was done. Um, I got to a point where I was like, look, I'm never going to reach this dream body. So let me just become more comfortable in my own skin. So, and that's where I'm at now. I work out because it feels good. I run a lot more than I lift now because I'm not trying to hit like a bodybuilder-esque thing anymore. So I'm running a lot. I love running it. I don't know. It just feels good. It's not really a stress relief. It just feels good to run. So I do it. The cool part about this whole thing is that I am documenting my progress as I go, which I think is difficult. And I feel like that requires a certain level of awareness. And I know for a fact myself, I'm obsessive. I know at some point this will take off. My podcast will get views. It'll, we'll get an audience. Like it'll be fine. I have no doubt in my mind. I'll get there. I'm focused on documenting it. I'm focused on capturing the moments in between me and my goal. My goal is to be able to do this full time. My goal is to be financially free. That is my goal. So once I hit that, I think my goals are gone after that. Other than like, I want to be a great dad. I want to, I want to help a lot of people, but I don't have any like goals like that anymore. Financially free is the top. Once I have that, it's over. I can just enjoy stuff and do things because I want to. 
But right now I'm in a place where I got to work for my money still. I got to trade my time for money, which sucks. Um, but right now I'm focused on documenting. I'm focused on enjoying my time doing this. I, I love filming podcasts. I love making videos. And even more, I love editing. I love creating the story. That is what I do. And today I watched a TikTok and it was like, if you see this color, you're right-minded. You're like, you're, you're focused on like the right side of your brain or whatever. And I Googled that and it was like, you're more creative and artistic. And that was the first time I'd ever been validated in the sense that maybe I'm creative. And I knew in the last few months that maybe I'm more creative than I thought because growing up, I was a sports guy. I was not good at art. I was not good at photography. I didn't understand. I didn't care. And now I, I dove into this, this area and like, I've never felt so much contentment and satisfaction in a practice. And for that reason, I know this obsession is not going anywhere. I am never going to stop creating content. I'm going to be 90 years old filming podcasts. Like, I'm going to be Joe Rogan. I mean, I don't know. I probably won't have that many followers, but I don't care. Like, this feels good. I love setting up this freaking DIY, like, microphone. I'm waiting on a boom arm right now. Um, but I got this great mic and I got a little tripod. I got a little, one of these things stuck it on here and I got a makeshift microphone stand. It's cool. I love it. I love every second of this and it makes me feel good to put out content that maybe you can get some value out of and maybe can stir your brain up a little bit, get you to think about some things that maybe you weren't thinking about before. And that's like what I love about podcasts, especially like, I want this to be something you listen to in the car when you're going to work. Cause that's what I do. There's a show called Impulsive by Logan Paul. It's his podcast. And I love it. I love it. But I only watch it. I only listen to it in the car. Like, I, I, I like, save it for the car rides. But, like, the, some of the people on that show just... I love hearing people's stories and seeing the way they attack things. And just everything about it is so inspiring and motivating. And the best part is that... It reminds me that I am not the only person in this world experiencing things. It's not just me. There are people struggling out there. There are people going through horrible hardships that put mine to shame. A couple years ago, I was going through one of the most depressed times of my entire life after a breakup. And I remember after a couple years, I was like, why am I not over this? It's been two years. It's been two and a half years. And I... I couldn't shake this horrible thing then compared to some people like I know someone who lost their dad. That is what my pain was times a thousand. And it gives you perspective listening to other people's stories. And I love that. And for that reason, TikTok, what a great app. What an amazing app because for the first time in social media, it really isn't about creating a, a viral clickbaity video anymore. There are videos that are getting five, six million likes and hundreds of thousands of comments that are literally someone pulled out an iPhone and just filmed five seconds of an interaction or they pulled their phone out 10 seconds after they got out of a job interview and they're just venting. The fact that that video can be viewed an organic audience of millions can see that and to see hundreds of thousands of people connect with it and 
relate. And I remember seeing a video once that, I, I don't know the specifics, but I remember the top comment was like, I thought it was just me. And I remember, because it was a weird number, it was 333,000 likes. 333,000 people felt the exact same way as that kid who, who posted the video. He was like, I thought it was just me. All these other people were saying, I thought it was just me. That is the most wholesome shit I have ever seen. And I remember seeing that vividly, being like, mind blown. People are out here experiencing the world through their own eyes. And I thought I was the only one. I didn't consciously think that, but I didn't really think about the fact that other people were going through these things. And I didn't really like, it didn't matter. It didn't affect me, you know? So seeing that and seeing other people are going through some really tough shit. Um, I've seen some messed up TikToks, man. Some things that just really put it in perspective. Um, and for that reason, I, I love TikTok. I try not to go on there much because there isn't a toxic side where you just kind of just go down the rabbit hole of TikTok. We've all been there. You just... Four hours later, you're looking at a random video in, like, Syria of some guy jumping around in a rabbit costume. True story. But, yeah, I love the fact that people are just sharing their story. And it's a different kind of social media. It's not clickbaity. It's not like Instagram. You don't have to post the best butt picture anymore. It's an option. It's, it works, obviously. TikTok is full of girls shaking their butts, and that's fine. But you don't have to do that. There are, there are pages. There's a guy I follow who looks like me, but he's, like, 60-something. And he's like, I don't know what his name is, something about philosophy. And he just, he literally pulls out his phone like this and just walks and makes a one minute TikTok. He's got a million followers or something. He's getting hundreds of thousands of views every video. And he's literally just sharing his thoughts. He's like, oh, I saw this thing happen in a grocery store. Here's what I think about it. 300,000 views. I love that. I love that because there's no pressure. You're just being yourself and... It's not like you're being rewarded by these views, but it's like comforting to know that people are seeing these things and noticing these things and going through life with the same struggles that you are. And it makes you feel less alone. It makes me feel less alone. Um, and it, it humanizes you. You know, it humbles you to see that. At least for me. I don't know. I feel like you probably understand what I'm saying. Quality content and value over trends and hot topics. That's how you grow a brand and grow a an audience, which is, if that's what you want, which is what I think people want. I think they think it's something else. I think they think it's just views and hype, but it's not. There's a way to use trends to fit your content, fit your value. But there was a video, and you probably saw it, where it was going through the top trends of the quarantine. And there was a trend I saw. It was like one of those dances. And it was, I remember in like June, it was the thing. Like there was nothing else on the internet. It was this. It was this drama. It was this dance. It was everyone doing it. And two weeks later, it was gone. It was gone. And I never saw it again until this video like two weeks ago. And I was shocked. And there were so many comments like, this feels like, a different lifetime, like a different, a different reality. Like there is no way that was six months ago. That felt like eons ago. And I remember just being like, bro, th this is insane. These trends 
are so crazy because they take the world by storm and everyone hops on them. And so many people hop on the train. And a week later, it's something else. Or even a day later. Like, there's some trends that are going on in 2021. And I remember 2020, I was like, these trends cannot get any crazier. And 2021 hits, another one, boom, another one, boom, another one, boom. And I'm like, they just grow and they compound. And it's insane. It is insane. Um, so, especially if you're a creator on this app in particular, TikTok in particular, do not worry about the trends. Don't get FOMO because it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Uh, you're not going to miss it. It's not, it's not too late, you know, and this goes for YouTube. This goes for TikTok. This goes for all branding. It is never too late to begin to start. Just because you missed the biggest trend of 2021 does not mean next week there's going to be another biggest trend of 2021. In fact, I guarantee you there will be. So don't worry about that. Only focus on getting your message out. Only focus on providing value to your audience. Only focus on what's authentic to you. Okay, and there's a way to do that where you can find things that are authentic to you that people are searching. And that's the problem with YouTube is a lot of people talk about things that maybe people aren't searching. But there's a way to maybe title the topic in a in a way where it elicits clicks and it elicits um, a person wanting to see the video. You know, maybe it's not exactly what you were talking about. Maybe you got to spin it in a way where it satisfies the algorithm, but it also satisfies your your authentic your authenticity, your story, your message that you want to spread. And there's a way to do it. And over time, you know as well as I know, the only way to grow anything either you get really lucky. Or you build it over time. Consistency and value. That's the only that's the only two ways. You either consistently bring value or you go viral. And chances are if you go viral, you're gonna fizzle out within a few weeks, or you're gonna start providing valuable content and then you'll use that luck to your advantage. But not everyone gets that that just launch pad. Not everyone gets it. Okay. Charlie D'Amelio happens to one person in a generation. That is not common. There's a reason she is the highest TikTok person of like for like no one no one's gonna pass her it's not even close and i don't know what made that happen but do not for even a second think that can happen to you because it it will not happen to you there's just no reason to get caught up in it because it doesn't matter it does not matter like what matters is you get your message out from inside your head and you put it out there if that's what you want at least if you want to grow and grow brand and and make money, you know, rating movies or whatever you like. Like there are YouTube channels there that just rate movies all day long and they have a full-time thing. Like entertainment industry is a different, it's a different animal. And there's a way to make money to where you can fuel your passion through these random things. And it's cool, but it requires a lot of work and, you know, and you can't just be lazy. And I see so many people saying, I want this, I want that, but they're not doing anything. You know, and it's not, I mean, it's hard but I'm not doing anything special here, and I'm not seeing any crazy traction or crazy views or anything, but I'm out here. I'm out here turning the camera on. I've got two camera setups. I've got the mic. I'm just talking, all right? I'm documenting, and I'm putting it out there, and not many people are doing that, and so there's not a big difference between me and you if you want to start a podcast. The only difference is I push record, and I post it. It's the only difference, right? And like six months ago when I first started, I had an iPhone. No mic, no anything, no background. I mean, you can, if you go on my YouTube channel, nothing, you know, it's just 
the camera and me and what I had to say. And over months and months, it grew into something that I never thought it would be. The The name Joyage, this podcast, started out as just a random word. I wanted to use somehow my brand. I didn't know where it would fit, how it would fit. And I wanted to use it, but I was like, I don't have any, I don't have a brand yet. Like, I don't know what this means. I just, I like it. I like the meaning behind it. Um... And I kept it. I kept it in my notes. I One day I want to trademark it if it becomes like a business thing. But um, yeah, man, you, you just you just start. You just put your first step in and you just move forward after that. There's no like all in, right? I'm all in in the sense right now of like I'm just posting more, right? But it started with that first video and then I learned how to edit. And then one day I said, screw iMovie. I'm going to Final Cut. And I learned Final Cut. Learned some stuff there, and I was like, I want to make a movie, like a short film. So I made a short film. And then one day I was like, man, that was pretty cool. Like, I wish I could do that, like, animated. So I did, like, a Draw Your Life video. That was dope. I learned a lot about setting a scene and storytelling. And then I was like, I want to try a vlog. And then I want to do a reaction video. And then all these things led to this random thought. I was snapchatting my friend Katrina, and she goes, hey, you, you should do a podcast. Like, you've done a couple podcasts. I've heard you talk. I think you could do it. And I was like, man, I've, I've really thought about that. She's like, no, you should. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. A couple of days went by, nothing. And then I, I think I saw a, a mic set up or something on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let, let's, just, let's just try one. And so I set my cameras up, turned the mic on, hit record, and I just started talking. And wasn't great. My audio was trash. It was horrible. I had this new mic that I thought was going to be great. It was, it was horrible. Thanks, Devin. And now I, I just have this like makeshift DIY mic, but uh, in a hundred episodes, say nothing changes. Say I keep getting 15 to a hundred views, every video, every podcast, maybe nothing changes, but in a hundred episodes, the amount of growth that I will have, it's it's un- it's uncontested. You can't you ha- you can't deny that I will grow. I will become a better podcaster. I will become a better speaker. I will become a better storyteller, and that'll help me in some ways. Maybe in five months I will have abolished podcasting. Maybe podcasting is not my thing, but that's a thing that I checked off and I tasted it. I tried it, and I never would have known before. I don't think it's gonna happen because I love podcasting so far, and I can't imagine a time where speaking my mind would ever get old. Because these are just the thought, like what I'm saying right now are things that just, I think about and it sucks when they're swimming around in your head because that's all they do. They just, they swim around your head and it feels like you got too much going on in your head and it's going to explode. And, and I used to run to get that out, but it was almost like I was charging myself halfway and then I would deplete myself, charge halfway, deplete myself. And this is like, like a full per. Like I'm just like getting it all out and I want you to hear all of it. And I'm, I, uh, I'm making a podcast clips thing. So like, I'm going to have highlights of where I just like pick like three or four moments in each podcast. And I'm just going to clip those and post them on this channel too. That way, if you don't have the time, or if you just want to see what the podcast is about, the, the big moments, you can just watch those clips. And if you like it, you can watch the whole podcast. If not, just, that's messed up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Um, something that's been really helping me is this app. This is not sponsored. Um, a, an app called Breathwork. 
Breath, WRK. Um, and I don't use the app, but I use this notifications, which is sounds kind of weird. Let me elaborate. So it's an app that teaches you how to breathe and inhale over like, it's like a inhale, 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 exhale, 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 that kind of thing. It's annoying. That, that's really annoying to me. It doesn't work for me. I, I can't. I, I pretty much can't do anything that's already been made for me. I have to make it my own thing. So I turn on notifications, right? And every like three to six hours or so, it'll just pop by a chime. And I'll be like, hey, you should take a breath. You deserve a breath. Why don't you, why don't you take a breather? And like, I already am breathing. I'm already very conscious. I've been working on my breathing. I'm already trying to breathe through things like just taking deep breaths, like full exhales, full inhales, in the middle of work while I'm taking food in and out. But seeing that notification every now and then and taking a full breath just for me, not, not like a, I'm in between things. Let me take a breath. Like this is my moment to breathe for a second. Give myself five seconds, 10 seconds, take a full breath in recalibrate what am i doing next what should i be doing that saves me a lot and that'll be in like i'll be editing and it'll happen and i need that and it mainly helps me when i'm working because i'll be i'll be running rushing doing this and that check my phone real quick and i'll see the the breathwork app and i'm like oh yeah i should breathe that's great dude and the fact that app's doing that that's cool um you might be asking kate why what's the big deal why why do you gotta breathe so much we all breathe you got to breathe to be alive. That's true. But there's a difference between breathing and breathing. <laughs> In the same way that there's a difference between living and living. Surviving and thriving. There's a difference between just getting by and really doing it. What I mean by that is when you're breathing subconsciously, you're doing these small little quarter breaths. Not breathing that hard, obviously, but that's that's about your breaths like most of the time. When you take a... Your body releases these chemicals that it only does when you do a full breath like that. And I don't know if it's dopamine or serotonin or if it's one of those other receptors, but... It helps. Okay, let's do it one together right now. Just whatever you're doing, pause for two seconds. Just breathe with me. Ready? Inhale. Another. Through the mouth this time. It feels so good. It makes me want to do it more often. It feels so good. You can't, you're lying to yourself right now. You're lying to yourself if you're saying that was a waste of a time of like a second just now. Like that was great. You should do it again. You know, I'm gonna do it one more time. Ain't nothing like breathing, bro. Ain't nothing like it. Necessary and amazing. That's just my subtle reminder for y'all to take a moment for yourself. And I said this in my last podcast. I'm going to say it in every podcast because I think it's important. Do not forget to breathe. And when I say that, I don't mean don't forget to literally breathe. I mean 
give yourself some moments in their life in your day. Give yourself those moments to check yourself. Checking in with yourself. What am I doing right now? What what have I been doing for the last three hours? Have I been on TikTok for four hours straight? Doing absolutely nothing? Okay. Should I have been doing something else? If not, carry on. If yes, get off your ass. But you would never have come to that conversation with yourself had you not asked yourself that question, given yourself that moment. I think it's important. I think it's really important to check in with yourself throughout the day. And that's why I started this routine in the morning where I wake up and I give myself about a minute and I just breathe. I just focus on my breath. I just stare at the wall. I literally just do this. This actually, you know what? It's right here, right in this chair. This is where I do it. I sit here like this. And I just focus on my breath. I'm barely awake, right? So I'm not, nothing's going through my head yet. I haven't checked my phone. And I don't do anything. I just sit there. And I give myself a moment to just do nothing. If you've read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, you know what that means. Give yourself that moment. Do nothing and be okay with it. Don't judge yourself for doing nothing. Give yourself that moment. And then this is going to sound super cheesy. This is going to sound really cheesy. I have this rose quartz. The rose quartz is about love and like intimacy and connection. And that was the reason I have only this only this rock. I'm not like a big believer in, in stuff like this. I believe energy and all that stuff, but I don't think it is as direct as some people like will rely on it for everything. And I think it's an important facet. I think it's important to add it to your arsenal. But the way I use this, and I know you're not going to believe me, but I have been doing this for a while now. I will hold this to my heart like this. And I close my eyes. And I allow myself to picture a person, typically one of my close friends or someone I maybe at one point in my life was close to. And when their image pops in my head, and if they stick, I'll say, okay, this is the person we're thinking about today. And for about 10, 15 seconds, I will just, my, my rock's still here. I'll just close my eyes, picture them, and think I just want to give them good vibes. I want to send them happiness, contentment, satisfaction, whatever the things are that may be lacking in their life because I know them so well, so I know some of these things. Some things that maybe they're working on, I want to help them. So I'm sending them good vibes. And at the end of this little like active praying type thing, I'll kiss this rock. And then I'll take the biggest inhale of my life and I'll blow like this. The last little bit of the air... It's like that. And I close my eyes again. And I imagine that breath flying through the air at a million miles per hour. Like, to them. And, like, usually this is in the early morning. So, there's probably asleep. So, I just picture it flying into their house, straight into their brain. Straight into their body. The good vibes. The happiness. The contentment. The love. I want them to get that. And I do believe in energy. I do believe there is another plane that we don't see on that energies travel on. And I believe with my whole heart that they receive those energies. And I think only good can come from putting good vibes into the universe. Because in the end, 
we're all the universe. Um, and I think it's super powerful. I, uh, I know it sounds super cheesy and it sounds so bullshitty, but it is not. And it makes me feel good sending good vibes, knowing that people have it worse than me, that it's not just me. And that's something I've, I've started doing and I'm not ever going to stop. I love it. And, um, after that I will drink some water and God, this all sounds so like philosophical, but it's not, it, it, this whole process is like three minutes, right? I'll drink some water. Uh, I'll take a couple of just normal sips just to like hydrate and like feel good. But then I'll close my eyes again and I'll take a sip of water and I'll take a big sip of water and I'll hold it in my mouth for a couple of seconds, swish it around. And then I'll, I'll swallow it slowly and I'll feel, and it's usually cold. I have a hydro flask. I'll feel the water going down like through my veins, through my body. And I can feel it like the cold, like giving me chills and I'll feel it going into the different parts of my body. And it feels so good. It feels so good. And then I'm like, man, it goes everywhere, but my brain, my brain's important. So I'll do the same thing, and this time, switch around, and I'll dip my head back. And I'll gulp, and obviously the water's going to go down anyway, but it's like, whatever. It's a, it's, a, it's a metaphor, all right? And the water in my head goes straight down, but to me, it goes into my brain, and I feel it. I feel like a, a pressure in my, in my head, like in my skull, like an actual physical pressure be released a little bit, a little bit of tension. Let's like this. Try this. You ready? I want you to scrunch your eyebrows right here. Really hard. Feel the tension here. You feel the muscles here. Really hard for three seconds. Three, two, one. Let go. And then take a breath out. Not a crazy difference, right? Just a little bit of just release of tension. And it feels really good. So I do that every morning. And that's how I start my day. Um, and it's, it's a good, healthy way to do it. And then I've been adding some running just to get some exercise in because... I just, I lose motivation to exercise later in the day. So I've just decided to move it to the front. I have no excuse. I just, I know I'm going to do it. There's no if, ands, or buts. Like there has to be a really important thing. Like maybe I open the restaurant at 8 a.m. That's the only, only way I'd let myself off the hook there. Because I like, I like it. it. It feels great. I'm not pushing myself super hard in the morning. I'm just doing things that kind of like set the intention. And they work. If you've noticed my YouTube grind, it works, dude. I am... More productive than I've ever been in my life. And it's been more satisfying because I'm doing things for myself. And it feels like it's the first time that I've really been doing things for myself because I think the reason fitness was a fad for me is because it, it wasn't for me ever. It was only to like impress people and... Once I got to a certain point with my Instagram, I was expected to be the dude with abs and always looking super tan. And there's a huge pressure on me that I hated. I resented that Instagram. And the second I switched to photography and became a an, an artist, I deleted that Instagram. I deleted it. I didn't sell it. I didn't change the name. I deleted it. I never wanted to see that account again. Um... And I don't regret that. You know, that was a... I don't regret it. I don't regret having the channel or having the Instagram page either. Um, it brought me to where I am today. I don't believe in 
regretting things like in that way. But I'm glad I don't have it in my life anymore. And there's no pressure when I post. I don't I don't care who sees it. Because in my head, every piece of content I put out, every podcast episode, every YouTube video, every Instagram post, every TikTok video, in a sense, it's only going to one person, technically. Whoever the viewer is, at that moment where they click on my name and see my posts, see my pictures, see my videos, see my podcast, in that moment, it's just you and me. It's just you and me. That to me is powerful and I don't know whose video it was. It may have been like Peter McKinnon, but he made a video saying like, I want you to feel like it's just you and me hanging out. Like, I want you to feel with me in these videos. And I feel that in most people's content, I feel like I'm sort of there, but in some, in like, a few small creators, and you know, you know who I'm talking about. There are certain people you watch where you just, you feel connected. Like, you really feel like you know these people. And that's how I want it to be when you watch my videos or my podcasts. Like, I want, I want you to feel a connection. And I, I feel a connection with you. Voice crack. I, I feel a connection with you. And when I'm speaking, I feel like I'm talking to myself, giving advice to myself. And... In the same way, it feels like you're there. I don't know who you are. I don't know who's watching this at this moment. Thank you for watching. But through my content, I hope that you can find a friend. I hope that you can put your trust in me in the way that I put my trust in some of these YouTubers and content creators. It sounds so lame, but like I don't have those people in real life right now. I don't have people in my corner that are doing the things that I'm doing. I have people that are rooting for me, but they don't, they're not doing what I'm doing. So I, I, it's hard to relate with, with them in that sense. Like they're not content creators. They don't have podcasts, which is fine. Like, I don't want them to, but it's lonely doing something that no one else is doing and putting all my time and energy into something that no one else really understands. In the same way that no one understands why you do anything. Because it's you. It's your passion. Everything that you've done in your life led you to now. Making these decisions now. And no one can ever understand that. Um, it's a super interesting thing that the Japanese have said. There's three faces that you have. One you show the world. One you show your friends and your family. And one that never sees anybody. You only see that face. It's just you. No one sees that but you. And... I want to get as close to that as I can to share that face with you. And I think through podcasting and YouTube, I'm able to get more of that face and um, try and at least express my face, express that side of me through my videos. You don't ever understand it because you're not me, but I want to get to the point where my videos are so authentic and true to me that they may as well be that face, you know? Because you'll know where I come from. You'll know that I want this so bad. And it's the only thing I've ever felt fulfillment in. And I hope through my content at least that you can see that. You can feel that. Um, I certainly feel it when I'm making these kind of videos. Uh, I love it. Alright, it's time for a quote of the day. This is something I want to do every podcast as I said in the first one. This is from The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Which I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard of. 
if you have not read it yet, but you've heard of it, this is your this is your sign. You need to read this book. It is eye-opening to say the least. Okay, so this is the most important line in the whole book for me because it was the moment my perspective shifted and I got a taste of what he's talking about in this book, which is consciousness and like pure consciousness, pure living in the moment. I felt that for about five minutes. <laughs> and Jim Carrey has talked about this. He had the same moment. He says, had that day, had that moment. And ever since then, I've been trying to get back to it. And it's the same way. It's true because you get a glimpse of what it's like to be fully content and fully satisfied in the present moment. And it's a really difficult concept to explain. He does it really well in this in this book. And uh, it's a, it's like Q&A-esque in this book. Like he, it, multiple times in the book, he'll stop and he'll have like random questions that people have asked. And they're probably questions that you're thinking in your head and he answers them right there before you even have the chance to think of them. And one of the questions is basically like, I understand what you're saying, but how do I, I can't get, how do I become present? Like, how do I, how do I do it? And he says, there's no salvation in time. Or he says, you're right. You can never reach that point because you're at that point right now. There's no salvation in time. There's no salvation in time. You cannot be free in the future. Presence is the key to freedom. So you can only be free now. Let me see that last part again. You cannot be free in the future. There's no point. There's no point you'll feel free. You cannot be free in the future. Presence is the key to freedom. Presence. So you can only be free right now. Now, at this moment, the present moment. The one second that, right now, right now. And then the next moment, and the next moment, the next moment. I don't know how people get to the point where they're able to always be in that mode. But I've had glimpses, many glimpses, moments in time where I'll feel that presence. And I'll feel the the intense satisfaction and cont the intense contentment of being alive. And it comes in moments Mainly when I'm in nature, by myself, and I stop, I turn off the music, I stop walking, and I just sit there and I, I look at the trees. They're standing there. They've been standing there for eons. Chances are they're going to be there for many more years after you're dead. They have no purpose other than to exist Exist and do, like, convert carbon dioxide to oxygen. That's all they do. Who's to say they're not conscious? We don't know. We don't know what their consciousness could be if they had a level. Um, but you get slapped with a reality check of the real present moment when everything is still. No one's calling you. No one's trying to get your attention. And you're just standing there. And you're seeing the wind blow through the trees. And you're seeing birds fly around. You see a frog jump off a leaf. You hear a bee buzz by you. It's eerie 
because we don't get moments like that in life much. We don't. And sometimes people run from that because it's so uncomfortable. But I think having a level of awareness through things like reading this book and taking moments for yourself, reflecting, those are the most beautiful moments. And I can vividly remember those. I can vividly remember many moments. Moments when I've been walking my dog in my neighborhood and I just, like yesterday, I remember I, I let my dog inside and I went back outside for a second, bare feet in the grass, and I caught a moment in time. I caught, I caught a moment where no cars were driving, no one was outside, no dogs were barking. It was just the trees, just the trees, just the slightest wind. But everything was so perfect and everything was so still. It, it was a beautiful moment and I feel that so much when I'm in the mountains and in nature and for that reason I know at some point I'm, I'm moving to the, to the northwest. I'm moving to mountains. I'm moving to the cold. I've always liked the cold. It's time to dip my, uh, dip my toes in the actual snow. <laughs> See if I really like the, the cold. But I've always known and I've been in Charleston my whole life. It's time for me to pick up and leave. But I'm so excited to be closer to mountains. and It's true beauty, man. It's nature. And like there's a reason that like you feel so grounded, you know, when you when you leave your urban environment and you go to the mountains for a few days. And maybe not the whole time, maybe you're with people and it's hard to stop and take a second, but there's times there that you get that you don't get in your normal life and when you're just chilling in the woods or you're looking out the window. You're just enjoying the the time there and it's important to take those moments and reflect and enjoy that moment just enjoy the moment um after you've done some self-reflection maybe just just look just look into the distance look at the mountains see the mountains as individuals and see them as part of the whole all at once it's beautiful the whole world is working together in one like ecosystem and it's unreal like we forget that we're like flying through space on this random sphere spinning and it has all these random things on it that are just life trees why do i keep having bush cracks um we just get so caught up in just stuff most of it's bullshit almost all of it is bullshit um take those moments and uh remember them let that be your peacekeeper. Let that be your your safe place when you're in the middle of just chaos. If you're a server out there like me, remember that those moments are a thing. And that wherever you are, maybe you're, maybe you're eight miles away from the nearest mountain range. I say you should go, you should go visit that mountain range. You got a free weekend? Why don't you go? guarantee you will not you will not regret it <sighs> wow oh my god that that podcast was so deep that was way deeper than i thought it was gonna get 
I don't even have time to get into stuff that's more lighthearted. And I, I'm like exhausted. My brain's just like brain dumped to the max right now. I feel incredible. <laughs> I feel like it's had an entire therapy session. I don't know about you, but man, if you're still listening, thank you. Um, subscribe to the channel or, uh, or, or whatever. Show some, some type of support. Please, it helps me out so much. I don't think people understand how much one like can help a small creator. Um, and if you're struggling with anything like mental illness or or stress of parenthood or you're stressed about making your parents proud or you have a horrible friend group, whatever it is, like, you got this. Just breathe and just know that if you're here right now listening, everything up to this point in your life has led you to right now and you've dealt with it and you're here kicking, you're still here and you will continue to do so and you have what it takes because a lot of people don't, a lot of people are not here right now to listen to this podcast. You are here. You did it. You have something. Keep going, man. You got this. That's all I got to say. Peace.